Hi, I love our intro music. It's so awesome. It's it putting is. me to sleep. <laughs> I know, it's very like melodic. It's just sort of like mm-hmm. the the and the tempo is very even and it's just sort of like mm, okay. Um hi guys, welcome to a mini air quote mini uh episode of History of a Haunting. This is the let's see if the button works. I don't know if it's gonna work. Hey, it worked! Recap of St. Albans Sanatorium Investigation. I am one of your hosts, Carrie Hopper. Oh, wait, the dual cam button didn't work. See? I, I give up. I give up. Hi, Carrie Hopper. Hey. <laughs> and and your name is? Laura. Today. Today is Laura. Today. Yeah, so and just in case they... got me back on, so... There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll be um, your co-host today. Oh, fuck off. Um, <laughs> uh, we have a new background. Look at our new fancy overlay. It's so fancy. I know. I so have been um, uh, creating overlays in vain, trying to find like a really good one and that wasn't boring and that wasn't too busy and wasn't. So this is what. Uh, thanks. 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 Love the logo. Thank Looking you. Good. Thank you so much. My son made the logo, as everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Um, he always does, uh, <laughs> much to his <laughs> chagrin. Um, but I pay him handsomely for it. So uh, there's that. Anyway, guys, hi. We are going to discuss and we are going to tell you and Laura all about my investigation of the St. Albans Sanatorium uh in radford virginia we did that on friday march 11th and um i i will be real honest with you laura and with our viewers and our listeners i didn't love it and i didn't love it because it was just really awful for me personally um, we did catch a lot of really cool stuff. We had a lot of really amazing experiences that as a paranormal investigator, you want to have. But, um, I, I just, um, empathically, I was a little overwhelmed by, uh, all that is in that building. Um, and I, I just, that's what you've been saying like all week that you've just been, you don't even want to talk about it. I, yeah. Just got I, the. Don't want to go back there. Don't want to think about it. Don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, Aaron Bush, is um, a our, our wonderful Soul Waves Reiki master, and we are promoting her business, and she is really wonderful and awesome. And she and I had a lovely conversation last night, um, night before last. She's great, isn't I she? I don't even know. Yes, she's wonderful. And I was telling her about it and I was telling her the, everything that happened that made me feel really uncomfortable and really, um, uh, I, I didn't want to be there. And I've, that, that has never happened to me in, in, in a location, um, during a paranormal investigation or any location ever. Uh, so I'll get into that a little bit more as we go through how the night went. It was a phenomenal look. It was a phenomenal location for a paranormal investigation. And I am not saying that I am trying to dissuade anybody from going there. Just for me personally, it was a lot to handle and to process. And I needed a little bit of help kind of getting through all of that after we came back. Um, so... Yeah. 
and I hate to say that because I've been to some, I've been to some pretty interesting places, you know, I've been to Trans-Allegheny, which is one of the more well-known insane asylums in the world. Uh, I have been to jails and I have been to prisons that had horrible conditions. Um, I have been to, uh, I, I have been to Alcatraz and I did not feel this way there. And that tells you fucking anything. Um, I think it's interesting that you had such a adverse reaction to it. Yeah, I think so too. I, I'm, I'm really, um, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sporting the gear, guys. Look, mm-hmm. I, I got my hoodies. I collect them, as everybody knows. I got my hoodie. Uh, I got Laura her T-shirt. Um, I even have a, 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 a travel mug of it. Like I, I have got, I've got all the stuff. But um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I, I might, and I think from everybody that went with me, I think I might be the only one that feels this way. But. Um, Anyway, that's that's it for my whining and yeah. complaining and crying and moaning. I was just gonna ask you if any of the other people had said stuff like that to you. No, just mm-hmm. you, just me. Yeah, yeah. It's just a carry thing. It's just a carry thing, and um, I don't love it because, you know, I, uh, it, it was a bucket list location for years and years, long before the podcast was even a thing. I knew about St Albans, and I wanted to go there. Um, I don't know. It is what it is. Everybody has a different experience everywhere they go. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. not everybody loves Disneyland, like, and thinks it's the most amazing thing. <laughs> so it's just one of those things. Um, so let's get into the meat and potatoes of this investigation. We got there. Uh, so we had the location from 7 p.m. until 4 a.m. And they did have two employees that were there. Um, it was really, really well done. And Trans-Allegheny, it, they do it really, really well, too, in that um, they, you know, when we got there, we had our own walkie-talkies. And I'll tell the funny story. Oh, I think I already did in an episode. Did I already tell you in an episode? Or was that privately uh, that I told you about? You what? told me, <laughs> but I don't remember if you told it on the thing. Okay, well, I'll tell it again. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, so we all had our own like private walkie-talkie so we could talk amongst ourselves and our teams. And then St. Albans actually gives you, um, gives four individuals, depending on the group size, their own walkie-talkies that are specifically St. Albans in case of emergency, in case you get lost, you get injured, what have you. Um, it is in Radford, Virginia, which is a well-known college town. And um, police drive by the location throughout every evening. And if they see people kind of loitering or hanging around on the property, they will stop you. And if you don't give them a password that they know what it is for the night, then they will um, detain you. So they, wow. because they've had a lot of break-ins. I can imagine. Yeah. Which I thought was students. Yes. Want to go check it out. I would too. A thousand percent. Yeah. Which I thought was really, really interesting. Um, So they do it really, really well. And they have their own, like I said, their own walkie talkies. You're given your own password. If you're out there having a cigarette, Um, police drive by and they say, Hey, you're supposed to be here. Yes, I am. What's the password? This is the password, blah, blah, blah. So, um, and you get to pick the password. So it's not like it's the same password for every group kind of a thing so if you go there and you investigate and you have the password you can't go back and break in kind of a thing but um so we get there and um they give us a tour and i gotta tell you guys this place is so 
fucking confusing in its layout. It, and it, it's it's kind of like one main building and then sort of a bridge area that connects it to another main building. So it seems really simple when you Google, like Google map it and you, you're taking mm-hmm. a look at it. But it's got kind of a lot of different staircases in it, which is really... Okay. Weird. So obviously the one side has staircases and then the other side has staircases. But then there's also like on each side other staircases that go to different floors. So it was very easy to get lost in this building. Um, so like not all the staircases go to every floor? Yes, exactly. And it, so it'll go from like four to two or something? Yes, yes. And Donna oh, and I, yeah, it was really fucking weird. Donna and I, um, she is the lead investigator for Spirits of the Southeast. She and <laughs> she and I were talking about it. She's like, it reminds me of Winchester Mystery House because the stairs are so narrow and Mm -hmm. steep and they like immediately they're like the switchback stairs in Winchester Mystery House and Mm -hmm. you think that you've climbed up to the third floor but really you're just on the second it's fucking weird it's really weird and if you have a backpack on I was like listen I know I've got some like wide hips but this is a really narrow staircase and I could fit up it but my backpack couldn't like I had to turn to the side to get up the stairs of this insanely narrow staircase. It was wild. And then they have other staircases that are like, like if you're in a hotel and you have to like use the stairs to go down, they're like super wide, you know, and they're metal and they're like, it's one of those, you know, a normal building staircase. I I can't explain it. It's super bizarre. So guys, if you have Hmm. ever been to St. Albans and you have experienced these weird fucking stairs, please, please share it with us because I can't be the only one. Donna can't be the only one. I mean, really it's, it's just weird. So, um, did they explain why they're like that? Was it just like for staff to go through or, um, what it is? We didn't ask. Honestly, we got there and we set up our gear. We handed out our walkie talkies and then we went on the tour and it's a four story building. Um, and she took us to all of the the hot spots. We started out on the first floor where that the staircase is, which is where um, you know most people have taken their photographs on. It's that big grand staircase that you always see mm-hmm. when you see St. Albans. She took us there. She explained what was the the purpose of this particular floor and the paranormal activity that had been reported there. Uh, she let us know which doors we could and couldn't go into. Um, St. Albans is very much like Trans-Allegheny, like Penhurst, where they do host a haunted house attraction in the building during Halloween. So a lot of their buildings, kind of like College Hill, a lot of their rooms were used as storage for their Halloween attraction props and stuff. Which is startling, like, every fucking time you go past one <laughs> and something, like, spooky's fucking in there. Like, mm-hmm. I remember there was, like, body parts hanging in certain areas in College Hill. and Because you're in the dark, so you, your flashlight catches it, and you're like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's not great. It's always fun. Yeah, that's it's always such a fucked up thing. <laughs> and it would I, get me, <clears throat> like, every time, because you kind of forget what's there. Exactly, yes. And 1910 Jail had that. I think there was a yep. moment where you were wandering around the cells and you were like, 
Because you're not a screamer. You don't like scream when something scares you or startles you. You're more of a big gasper like I am. And I was like, what? And you're like, there's a doll in here or something. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. Sorry. Um, yeah. No, I uh-huh. don't scream. Yeah. Well, just so you know, Trans-Allegheny does have that, too. Not okay. not everywhere like most of these places do. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Trans-Allegheny does have okay. some stuff. Um, yeah. So just so you know. I, if I remember where it is, I will tell you, I promise. But, um, so she takes us on the tour and she shows us, I, I, I'm on no, she won't. <laughs> She's going to laugh at me gasping down the hallway. Actually, I'm going to forget. And you and I will stumble across it and I will be more scared than you. And I'll be like, Oh, right. This is the one I meant to tell you about. <laughs> um, so she takes us on the tour. She we hit the hot spots. Uh, she takes us by the beautiful, like iconic staircase of St. Albans, and then she takes us to and this is in no order. I really don't remember the order. But we ended up down in the bowling alley and the basement. And she showed us about showed us that those places. And then we went to the third floor with the suicide bathroom. Um and then we went to another one. Oh, electroshock therapy. We went there. And then we went to um, this one area that had um, like, I call it the giraffe floor, only because the way the tiles were made in the floor looked like Mm -hmm. a giraffe. And she was like, no, in here, sometimes we hear, you know, voices and this and that. This was actually an uh, a legit staged area for their haunted house where they had taken, um, I believe it was a recreation area when St. Albans was an actual mental asylum. It was like the rec area. But what they have done in this area now is they have set it up for their haunted house to be their zombie prison area. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> excuse me, they have cages with chain link fence in this entire area. And there's just this one, like, like you walk down like this walkway and there's these cages where actors as zombies are going to be. And it's a dead end area. So it's kind of like circled off and she's telling us now in here we hear voices and people pull hair and this and that happens and blah 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 and I'm like we need to get out of here because I don't want to get in here (laughs) this is is not great largely because I'm a huge Walking Dead fan and I could actually picture fucking zombies in these chain Mm -hmm. They it's so it's really good and I wish I had taken any kind of photograph or video or anything of this area because I bet it's fucking terrifying to go through it as this haunted house. Um, but anyway, so we went through those places and then she was like, okay, guys, have a great time. If you get lost, if you need directions, use, you know, the St. Albans radio. Have fun. So um, we had done a thing and we had planned this for months where we knew that the bowling alley in the basement in St. Albans was the most haunted location at this sanatorium and we said hey guys what if we do it destination fear style and we send everybody down there by themselves 
And at the time, we didn't have that many people. It was an eight-hour investigation, and we didn't have that many people. And everyone was like, let's do that. That's fucking awesome. But then we started getting more people wanted to go. So then it, it became duos. Um, and I'm like, okay, not a problem. We will draw names and then I will radio. Everybody has enough radios where I will draw the next set of duos. So before we started, we drew the first set of names and, um, turns out it was me, uh, and this wonderful girl, which you will not be surprised. Her name was Laura. And she, she was wonderful already. Already. And she actually had short, dark, curly hair. Actually, I was like, ah, you look just like my Laura. Um, <laughs> but she's what I have called a drag along because <laughs> um, they her and her friend were friends of um, two girls who are investigators. And um, one of them writes for the Mid-Atlantic Day Trippers blog. Uh, and so she was like, Hey, we're, my friend Liz is coming and she's going to bring a friend. Well, it turns out Liz's friend, I think their friend that Liz wanted to bring couldn't go. And so Liz brought Laura. So Laura, unfortunately was a, what I call drag along. And, um, she'd never been on a paranormal investigation before. And so I figure if she was going to be paired with anybody, I was probably the best one. Um, since I, you know, this was my brilliant idea. Uh, so Laura and I go down to the basement in the bowling alley and in the basement of the bowling alley, if you guys have listened to our episode on St. Albans, um, there is a nasty malevolent spirit down in the boiler room and in that general area that goes by the name of Red and he doesn't like people down there. He certainly doesn't like women down there. Uh, (laughs) there have been a number of. Uh, TV shows and other investigations of the bowling alley where people feel that they have been rushed up upon. They have captured EVPs of people rushing up on them. And um, so, yeah, we're the first ones down there. And we, um, Laura did really, really well. She, um, at one point it was really deathly quiet. And she was like, I'm really sorry, but I can't. It's just too quiet and it's really creeping me out. I'm like, all right, well, let's, why don't we bowl? Uh, let's bowl for a little while. Cause we were all down there for an hour locked in. And, um, I did do a Facebook live on, um, the podcast Facebook page for about 20 minutes. And, you know, we're just trying to like spend some time. So while we're down there, we have, um, one of the groups had a camera running down there the entire time facing down toward the bowling alley. Um, I had an EVP recorder. There's shelves that are like attached to the wall on the one side when you walk into the bowling alley. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had the EVP recorder there. I had a REM pod in the boiler room, which was about 15 feet. That door to the boiler room was about 15 feet from the one door in the bowling alley. So I had a REM pod in there and I had an EVP recorder. And then Laura and I decided to um, down the bowling, actual bowling alley toward the pin setters. People have been known to be touched, scratched, pushed, have their hair caressed. So I was like, let's sit down there. Um, I didn't tell her this, by the way. And hopefully she's not listening. Good plan. Um, so we sit in chairs down there and, um, we have, uh, our DVR camera going and I have uh, the EVP recorder again, back down the bowling alley at the entrance on the shelves. And this is what we captured, um, on that EVP recorder. So this is about, I don't know, what's the standard length of a bowling lane? This is about maybe 
I have no a little idea. shorter than that. Twenty feet? I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a this was a little shorter than an actual like mm-hmm. bowling lane, but mm-hmm. I would say it was about maybe 30, 40 feet from where we were sitting. Mm-hmm. So um this is called two knocks. So here is one of the EVPs that we captured. Turn up the volume, guys, because I ask for um, knocks and I get them. Um, but I ask for them again louder and they actually get quieter. So I'll play it as many times as you want, Laura. But just have a little listen. This is two knocks. Let us know you're here because I know that you're here. Did you hear that? <clears throat> yeah, it's really faint though, but yeah. It is really faint, yeah. Um, I'll play it again one more time. Um, and that's basically where we are, like where the pin setters are that you see in the picture. That's where we're sitting. Mm-hmm. And the EVP recorder that captured this is a little bit more toward where this picture was taken from at the end of the bowling alley. So let's play it one more time. All right. Well, I just know you're here because I know that you're here. The second one is really faint, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I when I was like, a little louder, please. And so then, of course, it was really faint, but we heard it. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. I was like, this is Knox on command. And it was just her and I down there. Um, we did find out that, so the bowling alley and everything is right at the base of like those big main stairs that I was talking mm-hmm. about. And those big main stairs because they were the main stairs most everybody took those to get to the various floors because the other staircases were fucked we were like where in the hell is this taking me so um most everybody traveled that staircase so when i was down there with laura i radioed to everybody and i was like listen guys we can hear you on the stairs so just maybe talk a little quieter um the other thing we realized was in the in the um boiler room and there have been stories of when it was a a mental asylum that employees were raping patients down in the boiler room and a couple of them had gotten a little too carried away and murdered the patients a couple of female patients um there have been a number of claims where either the staff of saint albans or a paranormal group with the permission of saint albans sprayed luminol on the floor of the boiler room and when they did they found a large pool of blood that and drag marks that went out to these two double doors 
So I do want to say that, um, and I've been in contact with St. Albans since we left as I'm going through evidence and I'm like, Hey, Mm -hmm. question for you here. Um, one of the questions that I asked them was where do those two double doors go? And basically because it's in the sub basement there, so there's the bowling alley and the boiler room are in the sub basement. So there's a basement above it. And then there's the first floor. What Mm -hmm. happens is those two double doors go to, they open up to the outside and then there's a ramp that goes up to the street level. And then at the street level is the dock, the loading dock for the sanatorium. So somebody pulled them up to take them out. Exactly. But Mm -hmm. that being said, so there's a ramp that goes up to street level, but there's also then kind of, um, so if you're looking at the, say, from a sky point of view, this is the ramp that goes up to street level, this hand. But then there's this part, which goes back down, which is where, like, the main dumpster is. Like, waste management, big, huge dumpsters that St. Albans uses to dump trash and stuff in. Okay, so one one ramp goes up to the dock, another ramp goes to the dumpsters, kind of. Right, so one ramp goes up, and then at the street level, there's a ramp that goes down where the big dumpster sits. Okay, makes sense. At the level part of where the dumpster sits, so like mm-hmm. this is the dumpster. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like make it fucking even. This here is the smoking area for the employees and the mm-hmm. tour guests. And it's not close to those double doors at mm-hmm. St. Albans, but it's close enough where I was like, I have a question because I'm catching a lot of EVPs in the boiler room, but I'm not, it sounds like employees or, or it sounds like us out in the smoking Mm -hmm. area. And she was like, well, yeah, that does go out to the area and then the ramp and then the dumpster and it's there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, thank you very much. So basically all of the faint voices and conversations and laughter that I was hearing on our EVPs, I had to trash immediately throw them all out yeah i had to throw them all out except for one (laughs) and this one is really weird and i am telling in this clip this is called singing um and in this one i'm telling laura um who doesn't know anything about this place so of course i'm going to tell her the worst of it uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just creeped out by this place because I know people were murdered here. And she was like, what? Um, so <laughs> sorry, Laura, uh, you will hear me have this conversation with Laura, but in it, you will hear unexplained singing. And, um, it, it didn't, I, I have accounted for everybody in that building in this moment. I contacted St. Albans. I contacted the girl who worked there. I contacted, and it's a female singing. I asked everybody, where were you at this moment in this hour? And it wasn't any living human that was there. So. All right. Turn it up, guys, because it's a little faint, but you can't, I mean, I don't think you can miss it, but you tell me. Here we go. It's called singing. 
Just because I know people were murdered in it. Really? Mm -hmm. Women were brought down here and raped and murdered. Oh my god. Yeah, they had taken the luminol and sprayed it on the floor and found a pool of blood with drag marks leading out to this door back here. Yeah, you can totally hear it. Did you hear it? Yeah. yeah. Did you realize that you wrote unexplainable signing? <laughs> Did I? No. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, you know what? Although in my thing here, I, like in my notes, I have singing. So it's... <laughs> Where's her heart? Fuck off. Talking. I know. <laughs> anyway, let's play it again. That's a good capture, though. Thank you. It's unexplainable mm -hmm. signing. Listen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just because I know people were murdered in it. Women were brought down here and raped and murdered. Oh my god. Yeah, they had taken luminol and sprayed it on the floor and found a pool of blood with drag marks leading out to this door back here. That's weird. I know. And I can't, um, thank you. I can't place the song. It sounds familiar, but I I can't place it at all. Um, whether it's singing or signing, I'm like, I don't know. Singing on paranormal investigations, anyway. Because they everybody's don't. aware of the sound bleed. You know, you may be right. talking about stuff that's happening, but you're not going to be yeah. like belting out some Britney Spears. Oh, man, I wish a ghost would. That's one of my favorite memes. <laughs> It's Britney, bitch. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> so we did. Um, we pretty much kind of stayed with our own groups. I was the only buddy, only buddy. Nope. Mm -hmm. I was the only one uh, who represented <laughs> Southern Entities Paranormal. Laura, of course, was in Arizona, and Chris and Audra weren't able to make it. So um, it was just me. But I did kind of buddy up with. Uh, some of the other groups. We had really phenomenal uh, investigations there with uh, Spirits of the Southeast, Piedmont Paranormal. Jody and Lisa and their crew was really wonderful. They, um, so I, I was kind of just, you know, pairing up with them. And in this one, um, so spirits of the southeast it, it started with donna and connie and they just sort of were like hey we love ghosts we want to learn how to investigate we're just going to teach ourselves well they've grown and through investigating with other teams and investigating some of the most iconic locations they've really learned a tremendous amount about paranormal investigations and they're very very good so they brought connie's two sons ori and titi and um, so Ori and Titi went off on their own. And Laura, these two guys, I'm telling you, these boys, and they're not boys, they're grown men. But you know me, I, girls and boys, mm -hmm. I always call everybody that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they went off on their own. And these guys are phenomenal investigators. They, they just, it comes very naturally to them. They, mm -hmm. they're, they're really phenomenal. So, um after this investigation, Donna and Connie made the wonderful announcement that they were investigators with Spirits of the Southeast. So the girls are growing oh, their team. Cool. Yeah, which is really that's wonderful. Great. They're yeah. super sweet. They are. They're super sweet. Um, so in this clip, 
It is, um, I believe they're down in the boiler room. Um, and it's Ori and Titi. And it, Ori asks a question and actually gets an answer. So again, turn the volume up all the way, guys. Uh, this clip is entitled, Sure. Can you make that green light move again? Isn't that a good one? Isn't that a good one? It's a good one. It's super clear. Super clear. Yeah. When I they sent it to me, they were like, I think it says sure. And I'm like, okay. And so I listened and I'm like, holy crap. Like I had, I didn't have to enhance this one at all. Um, so let's hear it one more time. Can you make that green light move again? So good. That one's, yeah, that one's absolutely good. so good. Mm -hmm. So this next one is also from Spirits of the Southeast. Again, it is um, Ori and his brother TT. Um, we had a little bit of debate when they sent the the audio to me initially. They were like, mm -hmm. "I think this is what it's saying." And when I ran it through, I was like, "I think you're right." But then Donna played it for her son, and he was like, "I don't hear that at all." We thought it was saying shit. And um, he goes, I don't hear that at all. What I hear is this. And I'm not going to tell you what the title of it is. I'm just going to play it. It's a bit of a long video. We play it and then we slow it down. So again, it's another one of those quiet ones. If I raise the amplification of volume too loud, the pops and the clicks and the white noise would have been too loud to really hear it. So I just kind of left it as it as I as best I could um we will play it a couple of times but um this one I think is phenomenal so here is this one go ahead use them Huh. I definitely get the shut that the off kind of like it's sort of yes but you hear right you hear three syllables mm -hmm. and you yeah, hear sh that like you yeah it's um let me play it again um like i said in the beginning when we first heard it we were all like yeah that totally says shit but then when i heard it i had asked connie and donna i'm like are you sure this isn't ori because it kind of sounds like him um and they were like no no listen again and i listened again and it's sort of like in the timing of the way ori speaks to when you hear it it's just it didn't feel natural um mm -hmm. And then Donna's son was like, I don't actually hear that at all. This is what I hear. Mm -hmm. And so we listened again. And then I slowed it down. And I'm like, oh, my God. So here it is again. Go ahead. Use them.
Yeah, weird. Super weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a lot of reaction. Uh, when and it, the, just the two of them. This was, I think, they were, this was their first investigation, and they went off on their own. And they were like, "Let's see what we can see." And they took a couple of, you know, an EMF detector, and they took. What I think is so brilliant and ingenious is that these these guys we all met at Trans Allegheny, and they brought you know those cat balls, the little plastic cat balls that have the the little jingle bells in them. Uh-huh, yeah. With that light up when you move them, they brought those. Oh, that's that is ingenious. Isn't that ingenious? And so they had a couple of these cat balls and they were playing, you know, they were going around and and doing investigation and actually getting interaction with these light up cat balls. Like the ball would like roll a couple of inches and light up and jingle and unbelievable. Just really unbelievable and I was like that's fucking brilliant. And then I wrote this like mental note. <laughs> Tell Laura we need to get cat toys. <laughs> that are not for Eddie. Yeah. Or we have to take them be. from Eddie when we go <laughs> on the investigations. Yeah. If he'll let us. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, he wouldn't let us. No, you'd have to just get your own and just keep them away. Um, I do have one last uh, EVP from Spirits of the Southeast, which, again, is Connie's sons, Ori and Titi. Um, these guys were phenomenal, and they, apparently, whatever was there, really loved them, because they got a lot of interaction the whole night. Um, this is called uh, Peekaboo, and I will play it again. It was, it's a little... Again, turn turn the volume up, guys. Yeah, it's called Peekaboo. Anyway, I, I hate to put that matrix in your head, but whatever. Here we go. Oh, yeah. It's really quick, right? Sorry, it's very quick. Yeah, you want to? I'll play it again. Okay. Let's say. Oh yeah. You hear it, right? I hear. It. Yeah, I mean, you can hear the little talking. Yeah. Like a child's voice. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. Like, mm-hmm. I'll play it again. So also, good. for the listeners, the very before I play it for the very first time, you hear a child say, Mom, that was actually Laura's son, Zane. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> muted herself. <laughs> yeah. As unfortunate yeah. as I was like, let's play it. And then you hear, Mom. I was like, oh, that was Zane. Here we go. <laughs> Here's the clip again. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, the, the syllabic tone of it is da-da-da. Mm-hmm. It hits the pitch and the, and the tenor of all of peekaboo. Mm-hmm. It's really, I don't know. It's really, I, I just can't. I can't explain it. Uh, what are your thoughts on so far on these EVPs that we have played? 
there's some good there's some good ones there right you know that you can really make out and kind of mm-hmm. as a, they're contextually yeah appropriate. yeah yeah mm-hmm. i think the um the sure the one that we played that we was like can you make that green light go off again and you can't sure that's clear to me um yeah, super clear as a skeptic what do you feel about the knocks, the singing, the sure, the shut that off, the peekaboo? What do you think about these EVPs? EVPs are subjective, right? Like it's not mm-hmm. video. It's not it's not a hand coming out of a cell. It's not. <laughs> well, and because you're not like there, you know, of course you can't. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't say it wasn't bleed or, you know. Right. For sure. So, yeah. Um, that's hard, but you know, a lot of times the EVP, the voices sound different. They don't sound like uh, people, living people. <laughs> like they kind of sound electronic, almost like they have kind of yeah a filter on them. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but they seem like they seem good. Yeah. Good so if they were EVPs that you had captured, what do you think? Would you be? If you had you been say, in like, that I was moment, one hundred percent convinced. No, um, I would no because I love to hear, and I love to see you be put in a situation where you're like, I don't know what that was. I cannot explain it, because then I'm like, but I know that that's not enough, right? But I still am like, right. If I had a mustache, I'd be like, yes. <laughs> my plan is working. is working um but if they were your evps what would you i would find them compelling um especially you know if they were mine and i knew the context and the situation right yeah. yeah exactly exactly okay okay um so <sighs> this next one um so, like I said, a bunch of us, we all split off. It's a four-story building. It's got two different wings. And um, we were doing uh, investigations down in the bowling alley in duos on the hour, every hour. So, we knew pretty, we kind of knew where everybody was, but we also knew that, like, it wasn't coming from... Um, you know, certain people, because everybody knew who was down in the bowling alley at that time and it was doing their hour. This one, um, this one I have a really hard time explaining. Um, and Zach, uh, who I met at Trans Allegheny, who's there with his father, um, mm-hmm. and their group, uh, Heather and Sarah with, they're all a part of Piedmont paranormal. Um, they were down doing their hour in the bowling alley. And in this one, Zach is using his FLIR and Laura, you and I are very familiar with the FLIR. It is a thermal imaging camera. It was a camera that it was designed for the military and they have made it so that you can pop it into the bottom of your iPhone and you can be using that um for whatever super cool they're super cool uh if you want to use them as a paranormal investigator go right ahead uh if you want to use them as a plumber to kind of see where like through like pipes in the walls that was what the instruction booklet told me to do with it oh Oh, if you want to if you're a plumber and you want to look in the walls um no i don't i want to look for ghosts 
But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> so Zach is using this, and they're down in the bowling alley, and um, Heather and Sarah are kind of off in the separate hallway, mm-hmm. kind of doing their own thing with between the boiler room and the bowling alley. So it's really just Zach and his dad, and his dad is down by the pin setter in the bowling alley. Zach is at the end of the lanes. And um, they're trying to replicate a heat signature that they found. Similar to what you and I did with old College Mm -hmm. Hill. They're trying to replicate a heat signature that they found. And his dad is... Zach's filming and his dad is down at the end. What we believe happened is that there was a doppelganger down there. And we believe that this is Zach being mimicked. So I'm going to play it once. And then we'll talk. And then I'll play it again. Okay. Dad, step away from the chair. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard, yeah, like a voice. Okay, I'll play. It will play it multiple times if we have to, but let's go ahead and let's play it again. So the first voice you hear saying, Dad, step away from the chair. And he was Uh just saying a goofy voice, just kind of like, you know, that's Mm -hmm. Zach. The second voice that starts almost immediately after is not Zach, and they didn't hear it at the time. So, here we go. Dad, step away from the chair. Is that not creepy or what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is creepy. Yeah. I'll play it again. Um, In the video, it starts almost immediately. Oh, your door's open. (laughs) Ah, there's a head. All right, we'll (laughs) We'll follow. Hold on one second. All right. So in the video, you hear Zach, and then almost immediately you hear him again, and they mimic the same goofy voice Zach is using, except they they, they say chill longer than Zach says it, but it sounds like Zach. So could it have been an echo? Nope. Like on their equipment or something? Mm-mm. Hmm. No. Nope. Let's have another listen. Dad, step away from the chair. Echoes don't yeah. sound like that. Echoes don't sound like that. I'll play it one more time. It's, yeah, it's Dad, step away from the chair. It drags it out. It's mm. absolutely unbelievable. And St. Albans has been known to have doppelgangers there. Um, and doppelgangers have been known to mimic the sounds of people and the appearance of people. Uh, so we were all kind of on red alert, uh, especially because Zach was like, Look what I just captured. So like that we knew we like we knew he got that that night. <laughs> I'm oh, like, that's cool. Yeah. You captured a fucking doppelganger. This isn't great. So um, we were all kind of like on alert for that. And then um, <laughs> um, so then we brought it home and we ran it through every video and audio software that we had. We gave it to Chris. We gave it to like we all like we and. It just, it's not an echo. It's not, um, a, you know, a reverb. It's not any of that typical mm-hmm. stuff. He says it and he says, dad, step away from the chair. And then this echo starts 
almost immediately step away from the chair and it drags it out longer and an echo wouldn't do that yeah it's weird yeah so strange yeah we think he captured a doppelganger um which he's not thrilled with um zach is (laughs) a really wonderful investigator and he's become a really really great friend of mine um but yeah, he was like, I don't love this. I'm like, I don't love it either, dude. <laughs> Why'd you send this to me? I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want to fucking hear this. Um, and yet I did because it was really, it was really phenomenal, frankly. Um, so there is another um, piece of evidence that Zach, his dad, Heather and Sarah captured down in the boiler room and now down in the boiler room there is um a groundskeeper that was known to just kind of hang out there it's not known if he was actually one of the people that like raped these patients that was down there but he doesn't like people down there and the staff at st albans calls him smoky and because of that uh, guests and people on tours leave him cigarettes on one of the boiler tubes, those blue boiler. You'll see it in the mm-hmm. thing. Um, so they're discussing the the cigarettes in this. But before they even really get started, you hear a female speak, and it isn't Heather or Sarah because nobody reacts to it. And um, everybody on the team was like, that's not Heather and Sarah. Um, so you'll you'll see it. This is well, you'll see what it's called. This is titled. Hang on. <laughs> Here we go. If you're saying kiss my foot because you're taking the cigarettes, you can you can. Did you hear it? It's like immediate. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. No. All right. I'm gonna play it again, but it is literally the first thing you you hear. It's so yeah, quick. It's, Did you hear it? Yeah, it's super quick. It's hard to make out, but yeah, it's like Okay, close your eyes and listen again. Turn your volume up. Alright. If you're saying kiss my foot because you're taking a cigarette, you can you can yeah, I can hear it. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that may be the Matrix saying because the letter, you know, the words are there. But, I mean, to me, before he even put those up there, I closed my eyes and I listened to it and it was, hey, baby. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Um, it was definitely too close to the microphone to be any sort of outside extraneous noise. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, also, it was a really windy night. So, if somebody was going, hey, baby, you really would not be able to hear that through... A fucking dumpster, a wall, a right. di- uh, like a thing, another wall, metal doors. Like you wouldn't be able to. Um, and they would have reacted to hearing that. They would have reacted to hearing it. Uh, so, it um, it was a really interesting evening, and we had um, 
we had done a lot of investigating kind of everywhere at one point. Um, and I am going to save this for, uh, our Patreons and our Patreons are like, bullshit, Carrie, go fuck yourself. <laughs> but I swear I do have stuff for you guys. Anyway, um, uh, I'm going to save this one for the Patreons, but we did capture, or I did anyway. At one point, I got the brilliantly stupid idea to wander off through St. Albans by myself. And I think, Laura, this is actually where it went south for me because mm-hmm. I I wandered off through St. Albans alone. And I'm never afraid to do that. I will go and investigate by myself in all kinds of places. But in this place, I started feeling somebody following me. And I think everybody has known that feeling where you just, you're like, somebody is following me or somebody's watching me or somebody's, it's just, this doesn't feel right. So there were a couple of times and I carried the EVP recorder with me because of this purpose. Like in, in any mm-hmm. event that something went south i would have some sort of record of it um so i had the evp recorder and i felt like somebody was following me and there were a number of times where i spun around and i was like who is following me and why are you following me and um toward the end when i was walking through electroshock therapy i found um, my way to the main staircase and like the hallway that led to the main staircase and it's a hardwood floor and you hear my footsteps and I'm like half jogging because now I'm scared and I stop and I turn around and I'm like who is following me what is your name why are you following me And the minute I spin around and I say, who is following me almost immediately? And I sent the audio to Chris, who is a much better ear, much better equipment to pull that out of the din. I heard it, but I couldn't make out what it was sound saying. So he was able to fine tune it. And um, it's a female voice saying, why are you following me? And I'm like, I'm sorry. Was I following somebody? And then somebody was following. What was happening in this situation? But um, it it scared me. And I, I have never been scared wandering around a location, even Trans-Allegheny, mm-hmm. by myself. Even the jail by myself, Phelps Dodge Hospital. I have never been scared to go off by myself. Right. Um, and I wasn't scared to go off by myself in this place until... I know something was following me and we captured an EVP of somebody saying, why are you following me? Like it was sort of, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It Yeah. Funny to you. Yes. <laughs> to me, I'm like, was I following somebody? I didn't see anybody. Like, I feel like <laughs> I would go and apologize except that I actually never want to go back there. Um, so, I finally find my way back down to the gear room and where everybody is, including the employees. And it's all brightly lit and and wonderful. And and Donna and Connie and Connie's um, two sons, Ori and Titi, and their friend, Brittany, um, they're like, we're going to go to electroshock therapy. Do you want to come with us? And I was like, yes, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it over there. 
it's going to be the best. Because uh, that's about the point where I realized somebody was following me. Was mm-hmm. I was looking for electroshock therapy, and I couldn't find it. And I actually was just wandering around and around it. I figured out later. Um, but anyway, so we go down to electroshock therapy. <laughs> and it's me, Donna, Connie, Brittany, and then two males, Ori and TT. And we get in there. And... Um, We've got, you know, uh, cameras going, we've got REM pods. So when you, before you get into the actual electroshock therapy room, you have to go through the waiting room where the patients had to wait, um, where they still have the straps on the walls, where they would strap patients by their wrists before they took them into electroshock therapy. Um... And then after they were electroshocked, then they would be taken into recovery. So we had a REM pod in recovery and we had a REM pod in um, the waiting room. And um, they had a bed in the recovery room. Mm -hmm. Um, When Ori and TT had been there initially, that was where the cat balls were being lit up and kind of rolled on the floor. And it's just awful. Um, so we're in the actual electroshock therapy room and me and Donna and Connie and Brittany are asking questions and we're not getting any answers. Nothing on the ovulus, nothing through the spirit box, nothing, nothing anywhere. It was fucking dead silent. We were asking them to light up the EMF detectors. Nothing. We were asking them to set off the REM pods. Nothing. But when Ori and TT would ask, the cat balls would roll and light up the emf detectors would light up and we're like is there a doctor here that doesn't like women no answer or he would ask the question shit would light up and i'm like this is kind of fucked so (laughs) i have never used dowsing rods as a means of investigating but donna and connie had them so they gave them to Ori and Ori was using them and asking questions and he was getting responses through the rods. So the rods would like point cross for yes and spread apart for no. And I, because I've never used dowsing rods, I was really not paying attention to the rods, but to his mm-hmm. hands because you're supposed to just kind of hold them and then you're just so you're supposed to keep your thumbs down like around like a fist but Mm -hmm. not a tight fist just enough so that they didn't like you know and i'm watching ori's hands as he's asking questions and they're not moving at all and you're supposed to like put them like on the arms of the chair so that you're not like you know you're it, right, you're you not s- redistributing weight so that they're crossing. Or exactly, exactly. And I'm watching his hands, and I'm sure that I'm going to see him be like, clench the one fist and kind of right turn, exactly. clench the fist and kind of... I'm watching the muscles in his hand. Nothing. He's just all... Nothing. The thumbs didn't move. That nothing tightened. It was really weird. So Mm. him and TT, and here's the other thing too. Um, 
Donna and Connie have the kind of EMF detector that also has a thermal um, temperature gauge in it. And if you set the EMF detector off, it makes an, it, it beeps. Our, the ones that we have are very quiet. It just lights up, but there's mm -hmm. beeps if the EMF detector goes off. So their EMF detector that, that TT was holding was constantly going off. And then the EMF detector was dying. It kept powering off. He'd have to turn it back on, which it had a full battery. And when he would turn it back on, it would say full battery. But for whatever reason, it was just shutting down hmm. each time. So we thought that was really weird. Um, Ori was getting answers through the dowsing rods and through the EMF detectors, which we thought was really interesting. When the women would ask questions, nothing. 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 So we figured that um, there was a, a male doctor there and um, he didn't like women. Um, there was a point where I had, I was sitting down, Donna was standing, was the only one standing up and we had a bunch of cameras trained on Ori because he was the one with the dowsing rods. And um, I haven't actually gone through all that video yet, but um, <laughs> at one point, we heard voices in the hallway outside of the waiting room. So like you go up the stairs and there's a little hallway and then you f might make your way to the hallway where the, em the employees, no, the patients had to wait and be strapped waiting to be right. electroshock therapy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we heard voices out there and we were like, oh, that's just the other group. And we were like, guys, we're in here. Come on in. Like, it's okay. You can come in. And, the voices would stop talking and then we would hear them again. And it was a multitude of like, I don't know, two, three, four people. And we're like, right. guys, are you out there? And they wouldn't answer us. So I got up to go see which one of the groups was up there. And I go out there with my flashlight. And the second I walk out of the electroshock therapy room and I start to turn to go to the stairwell, there's a door at the end that's one of those almost like bathroom doors in a restaurant or a gas station that's not all the way to the top, not all the way to the bottom, not all the way to the bottom. And there's a, f a foot that I see sticking out of the bottom that immediately brings itself back in. Ew. And I went, <gasps> and Connie. As we do. Yeah. Uh, Connie is standing in the doorway and she hears me and she comes out and she goes, what? And I said, there was a foot just came out of that under that door. And she was like, shut up. And I'm like, I wish I could. And she was like, well, go look at it. And I'm like, okay. So I walk over <laughs> there and I go to look at it and it's a, a locked door. It's not a whole door. And she's like, look under it. And I'm like, that I'm not doing. Mm -mm. Um, so that was that. And so then she was like, oh, my God. So she goes back in and, and, and I'm like, OK, I got to figure out where these voices came from. So I go into the stairway and I'm like, hey, guys, you know, hey. And I hear in the electroshock therapy room, somebody said, she's leaving, but she's coming back or something to that effect. Apparently mm. when I got up and left, the ovulus spit out leaving. 
And then we were doing the Essie's method, which is the sensory deprivation method by this point. And somebody, um, it was either the ovulus or it was Ori who was doing the blindfold and the, you know, the sensory deprivation said, follow the minute I got up and walked out. Ovulus spits mm. out leaving somebody. And then Ori, somebody tells Ori to say follow. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I'm wandering around and I'm looking for anybody that might be making that noise. And it was a loud noise, Laura. It was at least three to four people marching up the stairs, talking with flashlights so we radio down, and by this point, Jody and Lisa and their friends, Laura, our new mm-hmm. friend Laura, had left. Um, six of us were up in electroshock, and the others were down in the basement. There was nobody walking up that staircase with a flashlight, but we all saw it. That's weird. And heard it. The flashlight thing is weird. Yes. And heard it. And so we were like, Jesus. We were in the electroshock therapy room for about an hour. And we were, <clears throat> we had the ovulus going. Donna was working with the ovulus and she like had it there by like the cameras. And then we were doing, Ori was doing the Essie's method of the sensory deprivation where he was listening to the spirit box. His hearing was compromised. Like he had the soundproof headphones on. He had the eye, you know, mask cover on and he was just spitting out whatever he heard the spirit box saying as we asked questions and um we were so into the session Mm -hmm. and i want to be real honest with you guys sometimes you get really relevant answers and we had been for a while and we were like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, we kept getting the name Benjamin and we kept getting like all of the, like relevant answers. Right. But <laughs> you don't always get relevant answers or if you do, well, you just kind of have to decide what that means. So <laughs> this is, um, a recording part of the EVP recording. There's no EVPs in here, guys. I have listened. There isn't, but this is uh, uh, a bit of what happened during the ovulus session and the Essie's method session that we uh, had happen in the electroshock therapy room that brought a bit of levity to a very tense hour in this horrible, horrible room. So, a little bit of humor here. <laughs> surgery. So you did surgeries on people. Was Benjamin killed during surgery? That's a good question. Yes. Iron. What? What? Iron. 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 Blood iron. Disrespectful. Well, yeah, it's disrespectful to murder somebody during surgery. Well, it didn't say murder, it said killed. Killed. Oh, you're right, you're right. Was the death an accident? Food. Was he food poisoned? 
Ejaculation. <laughs> this surgery went off the fucking rails. <laughs> Now that brought some <laughs> light to me. <laughs> That's funny. It was, yeah, it was really, um, you know, and sometimes that's the way that it goes. Like sometimes you just hear these words, and as as the person that's you know being sensorily deprived, that you're just spitting out what you hear. Um, so yeah, we we man did we giggle for a big long while after that. Um, after that, we started getting answers from what we believed to be the doctor that was not amused um, by our <laughs> laughter. And uh, we spent a lot of time in there. Um, at one point, Connie Santiti did wander around and was just kind of like, these guys were so brave. And um, it, it, to just want, not if you believe, if you don't believe, that's one thing, fine, okay. But to kind of wander around a building you're not familiar with in the fucking dark, that's, that's yeah. kind of brave. Um, I really, I have a lot of respect for folks that do that. Laura, you definitely did that during College Hill. You were like, I'll check it out. And I'm like, do you know where you're going? You're like, no. Okay, well, hot screen if you need us. Like, I have a lot of respect for folks like that. And and these guys I really... I like wandering around. Generally. Well, I mean, even. I mean, you don't wander so far that you, you know you're going to wander into trouble. Unfortunately, uh, we haven't ever been to a location where that has been a situation. I can't say I won't take you there one day, but whatever. That's not what we're talking about now. Um, just like in a couple of weeks. Okay. I mean, something. Um, but <clears throat> these guys are just consummate professionals. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, he was he was wandering around and we were, you know, we were, we'd been in there for like an hour and it was a gross place. We knew what had happened in there. We, we felt just sort of, you know, scared and bad and, and like, it just, you know, it was a lot of power of suggestion in that room because you knew what happened in it. And, right. um, it was just all bad and, and gross. Yeah, it was really mm-hmm. gross. Um, but. We did have an abrupt end to our jovial <laughs> session, one point jovial session um, in the electroshock therapy room. We did have an abrupt end to it that actually stopped the laughter immediately. Um, and, uh, you know, Laura, I don't know. Listen to it and let me know if you think that you would have been like, yeah, we should probably dip out of here. Um, the minute we heard this, and it's kind of chaotic, like a lot of shit happens at once. At one point, Ori is spouting out what he's hearing the SB7 saying, and the Ovulus is saying some shit. So we can play it a couple of times, um, but the minute we heard Satan, we were done. So here is the abrupt end to our evening at St. Albans. And at Montgomery... It was zapping, but they're playing with you tonight. Kiss. 
Yes. Kiss. Oh, who, kiss. Who are you going to kiss? Are you going to kiss TT? Neil. Neil. Now Neil's come to the party. No, Neil. Satan. Pray. Mother. Oh, Satan. Oh, Satan. Do Mother. not. Do Stop not. Stop recording. Stop recording. Oh, no. Oh. Where did you Oh, my God. You're up Satan. I am good. We're, we're <laughs> done. Yeah, we're done. Holy Mr. shit. You bring up Satan and I'm out. So it says Neil, Satan. Yes. Recording. Yeah, so it says Neil. It was spitting out male names. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she said Neil, I was like, now Neil's come to the party. And she's like, no, not Neil, like pray. Then all of a sudden the ovulus is just spitting out Satan, don't stop recording. And we were like, I'm sorry, Satan, what? Um, and then the energy and it could have been just the words we were hearing and then our reaction to it was making the energy in the room really really scary um which is likely the case but we were like Mm-mm, no so i'll play it one more time and this is essentially what brought the lovely evening to an end mm-hmm. and at montgomery it was zapping but they're playing with you tonight yes yes Kiss. Oh, who, kiss. Who are you gonna kiss? Are you gonna kiss TT? Neil. Neil. Now Neil's come to the party. No, Neil. Satan. Pray. Mother. Satan. Oh, Neil. Satan. Do Neil. not. Do Stop not. Stop recording. Oh no. Oh. We're. Oh my God. You bring up Satan. I am good. We're. We're not. Yeah, we're done. Holy Mr. shit. Cyrus. You bring up Satan, and I'm out. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. The minute anybody said Satan, we were like, we don't need to know anymore. We don't want to ask any more questions. Like, no, we weren't even about to try to continue with that. So, um, yeah, that was our abrupt end to to the evening. Um, seems like a good place to stop. Seems like <laughs> a good place to stop. Yes. Um it, it was a really phenomenal evening and I really did. Um, I, I enjoyed the experiences that I had because I had never had a lot of experiences before. Um, but St. <clears throat> Albans was built on land that had horrific things happen to it as far back as 1755. Uh, Draper's Meadow Colony was brutally massacred by the Native Americans that lived here in in horrible, horrific ways. Um, So there's a lot of tragic blood spilled on the land. And then they built this boys school and that was no better. That was a horrible, horrible place. For young boys, a lot of suicides, a lot of murders, a lot of rapes, um, and and a guy who was just like, hey, guess what? The athletic dudes are cool, and you cerebral idiots are just that. Um, so nothing was great about that place. And then it was a sanatorium for tuberculosis patients, and then it was a mental asylum, and so nothing fucking good ever happened in this building on this land. And um, I just think. I felt too much empathy for all of it. And um, 
I didn't love it. I didn't, I didn't love it. But I do, I really, Laura, I really love my hoodie collection. I'm so glad. So and I bought one. It's hard to go to places, like, where you know the stories of the terrible shit that happens and not have it, like, yeah. impact your mood and, you know, like, going to... Yeah. Yeah, these places like you, you know, when you know the stories, it's mm -hmm. it's a yeah. downer, man. It is a downer, and to actually stand in the um, the hallways and the classrooms mm -hmm. and the bathroom, where so many people committed suicide, I, it just I, I just um, you and I were talking earlier today about places I want to go and see one day in London and Hampton Court Palace is one of them because the idea of walking the same places that Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn walked is very magnanimous and amazing to me. Um, right. It's no different with places like this. And I didn't realize how much the the horrible history of this place in the land would resonate with me. And I couldn't wait to, I couldn't wait to leave. We had actually thought that we had the building until five 30. And then Donna was like, actually, I'm not sure if it's four or five 30. And there was a storm coming in. It was a, a, a winter storm that had I remember, yeah. blasted like the, you know, the Midwest and Chicago and it was moving its way through the East and then going to go up the Northeast and, you know, level everybody there. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, if I can get out ahead of it, cause it wasn't supposed to hit until later Saturday morning. If I can get out ahead of it, I'll be okay. Um, and, uh, <laughs> when we left, we were like, okay, the service was to hit about 6 a.m. And the investigation's over at 5.30. So if I leave at 5 a.m., I should be able to get out ahead of it enough to make it home before shit gets right. bad in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, found, we we radioed down. We're like, we do, do we have this till 5.30 or until 4? And she's like, you have it for three more minutes, which was 4 a.m. And I was like, mm -hmm. fuck yes. Um, so we go downstairs. We pack up all our shit, we buy all of our hoodies, and I get your t-shirt, and I get my little water jug and whatever, and um, I walk to the car with Zach and his dad, and it's raining, and they all knew I was nervous about driving home, and mm -hmm. Zach's like, well, right now, it's really cold, but it's not freezing rain. He's like, I think you're going to be okay. I think it's just going to move to sleet instead of freezing rain, because freezing rain, you know. Yeah, right. uh, you you gotta be you you know you gotta be knowledgeable about all this kind of bullshit living back here. So I get in my car, and as I get in my car, I always before I go in and do an investigation, I always say a prayer to protect me against any evil thing that might be in a building I go into that is abandoned and that is haunted. I always say a prayer to protect myself when I go in, and when I leave, I always say a prayer to thank the spirits for letting me spend time with them and to tell them you are bound to this building and cannot follow me. And I did that. When I got into my car, I heard a voice scream no the minute I started in my car. And I don't know if that was somebody around the building. I don't know if that was what it was ever attached to me in the building. I don't know. But I heard it. And so I backed the car up and it's 4.15 in the morning 
and it's raining and I go and I leave little Radford, Virginia, and I take the little state route down to 81 or 80 or whatever. In five minutes, the rain has turned to sleet. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. It's just sleet. Just keep going. Keep going. In 10 minutes, it's snow. And I was like, I will drive as far as I can. The roads are wet. And it's been really warm today. So I know that the ground is still warm. Like the snow is going to melt. Like, can I tell you how much I fucking learned? about meteorology and meteorological forecasts and the road temperature and the sky. I Since I've lived here, a lot. So I'm like, okay, it's been really warm today, so the roads and the, the earth is really warm and the snow's not going to stick. <laughs> I fucking make my way home. And I'm driving 45 miles an hour as fast as I'm going. Right. And it starts snowing more. And more and more and more and more and more until it, I'm like, is this a whiteout? I don't know. Is this just a lot of snow? Am I just going so fast? It looks like the fucking hyperspeed from Star Wars. <laughs> Const- what is happening? Semis are blowing past me. They're blowing snow up at me. And I'm like, okay, if the snow is still blowing into my car, it's obviously not sticking. It's, you know, it's fine. It's okay. It got to the point where I couldn't, I was too scared. And I could no longer see to drive. And I literally was, Laura, I was 10 miles from Fancy Gap. And you know how we love the Fancy Gap. We love the Fancy Gap. Um, Best in Virginia. In Virginia. <laughs> um, yeah, and I was, I called my mom and I'm like, Mom, I need you to find me a hotel because I cannot stay on this highway. Through the Blue Ridge Mountains, in the fucking snow, which is everything I did not want to ever do. Right. And here I was. Um, anyway, I pulled off. I got a hotel. I texted Laura. Laura, you were in the Grand Canyon and you were up and you were like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, I'm about to die in the fucking Blue Ridge Mountains. <laughs> I texted you to check on you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, is everything good? No, nothing is great. I had seen the weather. <laughs> yes. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. So I. My girl was looking out for me. Yeah. She was looking out and for you're me. like, it's, it's not it's good. Horrible. Yeah, it's not good, Laura. Uh, <laughs> nothing has been good all fucking night. But I'll tell you about that tomorrow. Um, anyway, so that was the um, investigation recap of St. Albans Sanatorium, you guys. I do recommend you go. Your experience may not be my experience. My experience may not be your experience. Um, I I don't I don't have any explanation um, or understanding of why I felt the way that I felt when I was there. So, um, we did capture, uh, and the Patreons will get to hear this EVP, but Laura and I, my new friend, Laura, uh, and I did capture, um, somebody rushing up on us in the bowling alley that we did not hear at the time because we didn't react to it. And I, Laura, my Laura, I have played that for her, um, Mm. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to play that for the Patreons. We did not play it in this show just because you want to fucking hear it. Join our Patreon. Um, please. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, yeah. So we did capture somebody rushing up on us. And, um, Mm -hmm. if you are a fan of Destination Fear, it's happened before to them. Uh, and I did send it to Dakota Layden because, you know, you know, we're BFFs. We're BFFs. Um, 
Yeah. So uh, that was St. Albans investigation. Laura, what are your thoughts? Would you go there? Yeah. Well, you know me. I'd go just about anywhere. It sounds, I mean, I know the stories and stuff. I mean, it does seem like it was an interesting investigation. Sounds like a, it it does have a terrible history, but the history is interesting. Let alone um, reason enough to maybe go there if you like creepy old buildings as I do. Um, and uh, and yeah, she tells me really my dates are terrible. Ass. So then, yet yeah, you tell me my dates are terrible. Oh, saying we're almost done. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. I'm being beckoned. I'm being summoned. By yeah, my when the schnecken beckons, yes. <laughs> um, I'm hungry. I know, baby boy. I'm so sorry. Um, he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. Anyway. He's a bit under the weather, so he's a little bit extra needy. My little zaniac. He's his mama. My little zaniac. You tell him I said he's not sweet. I will. Okay. Once I called him. Don't believe me. I know. Well, once I called, I was like, hi, sweetie. And he goes, I'm not sweet, Carrie. I'm like, okay, fine. So now he's oh, just he, not sweet. He has his phone back now, so he's been really cute though. He keeps sending me these little like messages about how he loves me and then just goofy ones too. I think I sent you one the other night. He's, you did, he's just yeah. Very, he's silly and funny and I'm yeah. telling you, boys are they're just wow. They're 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 something else. I mean they're cute yeah, and then so they're gross sweet. and then they're what the All fuck? There's so much. Like, good God. God they love stink. them. They stink. They're so sweet. They're so cute. And here it's like, mm. oh. Anyway. Yeah. So that is, ladies and gentlemen, St. Albans investigation recap. Um, please, please do follow Spirits of the Southeast. Uh, they are on Facebook. They are posting a lot of their evidence reveals um, on Facebook. And also Piedmont Paranormal Investigation Team. They're also going to be posting all of their evidence reveals as well. And if you want to see the rest of ours, join our Patreon. Patreon.com slash H-O-A-H podcast. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's that on that. The next uh, paranormal investigation that we have coming up for you is the private investigation of Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. And, uh, that one Laura is going to be going to. Laura, it's only 20 of us in a 135,000 square foot building, four floors, one of the most infamous asylums in the world. What do you think? Um, I'm stoked. I'm ready. Good. Super, super glad. Um, Before Laura and I go to Trans-Allegheny, we will be probably bringing you TikToks and Facebook Lives from the Andy Warhol Museum in Pittsburgh, Um, which is really what Laura is more excited about than anything. (laughs) I love me a good museum. She really does. She really (laughs) does. Anyway. As soon as I knew I was flying there, I'm like, Gary... Do we have time to go to the war <laughs> I know, and then my niece had two tickets, and she's like, "You can have this." And Laura was like, "Yes!" <laughs> so excited. So anyway, guys, um, that's that on that. I don't have anything else, Laura. Do you have anything else for this special mini episode that is ended up being an hour and a half? Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, I don't. But um, we are going to be coming out with some of our snack-sized episodes. 
here uh, this next week, I think. Monday. So yes, the fourth. Drop. Yeah. So those are going to be exciting. Just little fun stories. Check them out. Yeah, really weird. Get We want to get your week started off right and weird. And these stories will do it. So they'll be every Monday. Well, not every Monday, but when we release them, it will be on a Monday. Um, it's just whenever the wind is blowing up our skirts to do that. So that's it. I think that's it. All right. Cool. Okay, great. Have a good one, guys. Yes, you have a good one, too. I love you. And um, we will be... Well, recording this weekend, it's, I won't see. It's not like I'm not going to see in a minute anyway. Um, as we say here at History of a Haunting, stay safe out there, guys, because you never know who or what is listening. listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>